Cliff Schechter is, uh, of course, if you're not following the Blue Amp YouTube channel, you're, can I ju- you're just wrong, for goodness sakes. You're just oh. wrong. C. Schechter. C. Schechter at YouTube. Fantastic content. A lot of stuff there. Cliff is kind enough to join us today with his dipping sauce of maple syrup to talk about New Hampshire and how he thinks it's going to go. Hey, Cliff. Hey, man. How are you? I'm doing well, man. You know, do we take anything from that one town going completely for Nikki Haley last night? Or is that just, you, you know, know, that's a quirk. Not. Yeah. Uh, my gosh. It's, a, it's like one of those little sort of historical kind of, um, you know, I remember they played it up in the West Wing where those like historical I'm not finding the right words, but antiquated kind of they get to vote first. And, you know, that predicts the outcome and everybody has fun. And I, I, I like a lot of that stuff. I mean, as a fan of, you know, democracy, I just feel like right now, maybe it's not the most the best moment for us <laughs> to be sitting there, you know, it, with romanticizing well, about if- these kinds of things. But in any case, no, I don't think Nikki Haley, you know, she got six votes. Good for her. It's a good start. She started off six nothing. Uh, but uh, by all accounts, it looks like she'll, she's not going to do very well. And every politician in South Carolina reminding you that if you want a friend in Washington, get a dog. Um, she appointed, you know, yeah, Tim Scott, who's now, I think, off spending time with his girlfriend in Niagara Falls. Um, and she appointed him and he uh, endorsed Trump. And she defended Nancy Mace against a Trump pushed uh, uh, opponent last election cycle because Nancy Mace had actually had a moment of honesty right after January 6th before she snapped back to the snake she is. And she, of course, is the snake she is. And she endorsed uh, Trump. I just, they're, they are pathetic DeSantis and Rubio who wants to call them a con artist. I mean, I've never seen such a collection of slobbering losers of, of, of lack of spine of just pathetic cringe creatures who just, power that's it nothing else matters to these people they're just they could they will debase themselves for anyone and so in a way nikki haley just like so many other republicans who have debased themselves fully are getting a taste of their own medicine because they're doing to nikki haley what she did when she agreed to sign on and support trump after she initially said she couldn't way back after the the that uh hollywood you know uh, access hollywood video came out uh, of his famous infamous comment that I won't say here and get you fined. Um, and she she supported him and she accepted the UN role and helped prop him up. And guess what? This is the thing she gets. Now he's he's busy pulling an Obama on her and questioning her authenticity of her birth certificate or at least her citizenship, yeah. which would be a classic Trump move. And you don't think that's going to pick up in South Carolina. Oh, oh yeah. You know, like they went after McCain down there. Uh, by the way, yep. if you if you if you do want to get a Dixville notch, that's extra. You got to pay for that. Just FYI. Uh, the nicely done. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Look uh, at you <laughs> pushing the boundaries of the Federal Communications Commission. Well, it wasn't the first. I couldn't remember the name of the town. I don't even want to re- remind everyone what the first name I said of that town was. But it wasn't. Co- it was. It, it wasn't cool. It just was not cool. All right. So you just brought something up here, though. I want to talk about Tim Scott, Nancy Mace. I'm sure most of the other South Carolina Republicans are going to get behind uh, Donald Trump. Um, you know, is this a sign that I mean, I mean, we, we're trying to gauge and we'll know a lot more later on tonight. But I, I think this is a sign that Trump himself is clearly concerned about how North uh, New Hampshire is going to go and how if if this goes as you know badly, if, if Nikki is close, he needs to get everyone on board now. 
Should we take it as that, the fact that he's getting every South Carolina Republican on board with his campaign? I, I mean, I think so. I mean, it, it would be normal procedure. It's what you would do if you're running. But he's not a normal candidate. Uh, so my sense is he's probably he's probably nervous and probably calling in all of those sort of favors or really more like threatening people yes. to get them to, yes. to support him and saying, you know, he'll support primary opponents and all these kinds of things. Uh, I mean, again, good practice would be to line up endorsements ahead of primaries as best you can. But I think in his case, he doesn't do anything the way normal. So he maybe did the right thing for the wrong reasons is the best way to put it. You know, he's lined up those endorsements, which he should. But I think he he is doing it from a place of fear because the the popular governor, New Hampshire, Sununu, got behind Nikki Haley. I mean, again, it's not going to do an ounce of good. You know what I mean? Uh, But I I do think she's going to get, especially with DeSantis, that – I mean, I have a hard time when I when we start talking about the pathetic creatures of the Republican Party, because every time we come up with one like a Rubio or a Ted Cruz, who I think is just the just the slimiest, most pathetic thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, another one comes along and maybe has them beaten or at least tied. And so, of course, DeSantis, who wasn't going to back down, I think that was his slogan, won't back down, you know, back down uh, and immediately then endorsed Trump after Trump insulted him called him a meatball, <laughs> among other things. Uh, had all sorts of names for him. And I think even when they asked Trump how he felt about his endorsement, he took a, a shot at Ron DeSantis after he endorsed him. So, yeah. I mean, again, I, to, to want power as badly as these people do, I just, I can't imagine that. Like, I, I guess you got to be a different person to imagine the <laughs> level of self-debasement they're willing to go through. I, yeah, I, I, I couldn't ever do that. I couldn't. If someone was out there insulting my wife because he, he insulted DeSantis's wife, he, you know, like he did with Cruz's wife and, yep. you know, and these things. And yet these guys, they put their tail between their leg. I mean, it's it, it really is kind of one of those things that I think this is a major difference between Republicans when you and I were growing up in like the 80s and 90s, especially early 90s. Republicans would never have tolerated this. You don't talk to other people like this. And today yeah. it's just, you know, you you basically, you know, have to go through the initiation once again. If basically Trump, you know, starts, you know, railing on you, you basically have to accept it and say, I thought it was a good insult against my own wife. You know, that sort of thing. Right. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, this may be too much of a generalization, but I think especially living here and I mean, the 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 sort of the old Republican Party was one of what conservatism actually means. And you can disagree with it. And I disagree with a whole lot of it. But sort of traditionalism and caution, and they they you know, so they were very hesitant to do anything, especially for example, a universal health care plan and that kind of thing. And all of that came from sort of Midwest caution, isolationism, that kind of thing, right? As defined by the Taft family from here would be a great example. Uh, you, you sort of had three distinct parties. You had that. You had the Northern Democratic Party, and then you had the Southern Democratic Party, which were where all the, the insane people were. Uh, who were who were the racists, frankly, mm-hmm. and they would you know so they get votes of some northerners and some things they join on on economic proposals, um, uh, also because that was sort of the culture of the day was that was a very much a government intervention and that kind of thing, and, and once they became the base of the Republican Party, this is the kind of sort of sleaze, and I'm not saying about the South overall, but Southern politics, uh, especially Southern right wing politics, racist politics, sexist has had a lot of this. And I think that became the core central nature. When when Bob Michael, this moderate conservative, had been the head of the House, who's a perfect sort of embodiment of 
old Republicanism from Illinois gets displaced by Newt Gingrich of the three wives, you know, of the, hi, I'm dumping my wife in the hospital with cancer for the new one. And one of them was a teacher of his and he was a student. One of, you know, there's the one that right now that looks like she's a, she's a hostage. I, I, I don't mean that in the way of, of course, uh, of Elise Stefanik. In other words, she didn't go break in on January 6th and then become a hostage. But I, I do mean like, I, like what's her face? Callista? Who like, yeah, Callista. Who looks like she actually doesn't close her eyes ever. I, I, I mean, in any case, I'm being mean, but I don't care. It's Newt Gingrich and he's a horrible human being. And he brought that sort of style. The, the, they had the old cautious Bob Michael style. And then you got Newt Gingrich. Yeah. Sleazy, you know, teaching them how to attack and how to win elections at any cost and all that. And, and that, that changed that party. And Mitch McConnell eventually from Kentucky. And it just, the, the, the party's, you know, center, it, it, you know, it, it, it comes from a whole different place now. We place I would argue is hell, but okay. <laughs> we got about a little more than two minutes here. But I, I want to ask you about what before we got to get to break. But I want to ask you about what's the margin for you? Where, where if if Haley is above is above this amount of the vote, that this becomes a much harder process for Trump as they go forward. Or at what point does she become irrelevant? And you ask the question, why is she going to go to South Carolina? I mean, certainly if she were to break 30 percent, yeah. that would say something. And certainly if she were to come within a dozen points, 15, eh, I'd say more like a dozen. That would be, you know, those would be. A dozen I, I would think, be something. A dozen would be something. Yes. I think those are wins for her. Oh, yeah. But again, is it enough? You brought it up. I wrote a book on John McCain. I know quite well. I, I researched the depths of what they did to him in in uh, South Carolina, the Lee Atwater uh, machine, which is still going there, what they did to him, the, you know, the black love child and other things that they had to say about him when he was captured, that he'd become a Manchurian candidate. Ironic, because that's Trump. You don't, so, I mean, they will, it doesn't matter that she's been governor there twice, what they will turn her into down there, um, especially now with, they didn't used to have the ability to do it with social media and certain other tools they have today to reach people through Facebook privately and whatever. I can't even imagine what they're going to turn her into. So I don't think she has much of a chance. I was just down there. I was just down there last weekend uh, or a week ago. And, um, and I can tell you right now, she still does have a lot of popularity in that state. So, I mean, it's, it's for for, on the the national level. I very much could be wrong. It would be normal for me. Well, so. well, no, what I'm saying is I think that the like Tim Scott's and, and Nancy Mace's, they don't have a problem doing this on the national front, but I think they're going to be very much tiptoeing with the local media down there. No, I mean, I think local media, she's popular. Look, she, she kind of plays off that image. She's likable in person. And, and even when she's saying horrible policies like banning abortion after six weeks, she does it with a smile. She doesn't, I mean, she's not a nasty person. So, yeah, I do think she's sort of, as a conciliatory figure, but we'll yeah. see. Uh, Cliff Schechter, kind enough to join us. When we come on back, we'll talk about the Democratic side and this the joke that is no labels. We'll get to that as well. Cliff Schechter, Schechter joining us right here on the Matt McNeil Show. You, 
It is the Matt McNeil Show. Cliff Schechter, kind enough to join us. And once again, the Blue Am channel on YouTube. It's YouTube backslash C Schechter. I'll link to all of it a little bit later on on the social medias. Find Cliff there. It's quality stuff. And, I mean, it's content. You're putting out a ton of content out there, by the way. Nicely done. Yeah, we're getting some... We were getting some good stuff out there. Matt had an interview today. Matt Robeson, a different Matt than you, but mm-hmm. you know him. Yep. You guys do the shows now. Uh, he had an interview today with uh, Chris Matthews, which was kind of interesting in, cool. in Manchester. He and Paul. So, uh, we, yeah, we, we, I've been putting out at least one, if not two a day. We're, we're, we're upping. We're moving to that next level because finally I have stuff that works. Look, there's <laughs> lights and there's a, a microphone and, and I'm not like, you know, I don't have the camera coming from up here, up into my 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 gullet right there. So you can all really check out the Adam's apple. So, you know, that's that's a fine improvement for me. Speaking of gullets and Adam apples, Dean Phillips, he is my house rep. He is mine, yes. and I he have really no idea. Gosh. I've not seen him for a while. He's running around New Hampshire. Now, he's going to do well uh, because he's on the ballot and Joe Biden isn't. Although uh, we, uh, we, we talked about how there is a big writing campaign for Joe Biden right now. Uh, he's basically go ahead. No, and, and there's a big reason Biden isn't because we decided <laughs> that two ninety eight point nine percent white states. I may be exaggerating, but only by a hair. Uh, that have they're smaller should really. I mean, the way our whole system is run is insane and and just incredibly stupid. And at least the Democratic Party took a, you know, a step towards rectifying that. Maybe the Electoral College next. But in any yeah. case, that's the reason he's not on. You know, he, he wasn't there. He's not running there for well, very good reason. He, Phillips has been all over the place this week. He talked about how he's trying to appeal to Bernie Sanders supporters. The other day he talked about how he would love to be on a no labels ticket with Ramaswamy, of all people, for God's sakes, pick a lane, dude. But, you know, he's he's basically it's this kind of blackmail mentality. You'd better vote for me or else I'm going to leave and I'm going to take my followers with me, which I don't know if it's there. You know, your first, your thoughts outside of the district of on Dean Phillips right now? Well, most of them I can't share on your uh, <laughs> on your show, lest that you and I be fine. But what what a dork! Can I say what? A, can I, I, I've heard you say this before. What an unbelievable jackass! What a jackass! Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, what do, what is wrong with this guy? Honestly, he had a promising congressional career. He was one of the leaders, I believe, of his class when he was elected, which yes. was it 2018, 2020, could have risen up in the ranks very much, uh, very easily there, could have perhaps at some point run for a Senate seat or governor or something. I mean, did somebody get to this guy? Is this, I mean, and I don't think financially they could have because what? His family the made Phillips. $70 million in yeah. booze. I mean, Give me the seventy million dollars in booze money and see if I run in a primary or if I'm off on an island somewhere, holding little glasses with small umbrellas coming out of them. I, what is? I don't even understand the need to do this. And so I don't know what the hell his problem is, but I've got nothing but contempt for him because it's it's just simple and straightforward. Well, and, and, and go ahead. Well, Sorry. and, and your, your point is right. I mean, it doesn't make sense. I mean, it's in that Christian cinema. I mean, Manchin was there to protect his daughter and her profit margins on that pharmaceutical stuff. But I mean, they're going to forget the mining interest. Exactly. Uh, half a million dollars he makes a year in passive income. They basically, there seems to be this element trying to basically cherry pick enough Democrats to say, OK, you're under our control and you're going to be our ace in the hole if we need someone to disrupt the Democratic platform. And these guys seem to be willing to do it. 
going to the no labels, I mean, uh, he's not going to win. Joe Biden's going to be the nominee for the Democrats. I I mean, that's just that. But he's no question. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, at the same time, he wants to go to this. I mean, I think he thinks we're a fool because there's no way on the planet. No labels is going to take anyone but a Republican on the top of that ticket. And it's not if you're talking about Ramaswamy and DeSantis, that's not an independent ticket. That's just a Republican two ticket. That's all it is. I mean, you mean Ramaswamy and Dean Phillips or Ramaswamy? They Dean Phillips said he would he would want to be on a ticket with Ramaswamy. And I said, OK, that guy's near freaking libertarian, dude. You can't. That's not independent. And you trying to say that's middle of the road is so insultive and just wrong. I mean, it just clearly shows I mean, that this forget, is he's he's a populist right winger. Well, forget like liber. I mean, he he's one of the ones who wants to pull out of, uh, you know, stop supporting Ukraine. He's a Putinite. I mean, mm-hmm. he's not even he's not even one of the, the Republicans, at least a Romney or, or Nikki Haley or Chris Christie or some of the ones that at least know who our allies are in the world. If they're wrong about 90 percent of everything else, uh, I mean, he, he wants to, to go and help Putin. He wants to he, he's the one he's out there with conspiracy theories that January 6th was an inside job. I, there are certain points in the last couple of weeks where he was out trumping Trump. I mean, I did a video at our channel. My theory is the whole time that he's just he's been there. Uh, as a Peter Thiel or as a, uh, and I'll say allegedly, because I don't have proof of this, but I mean, he, he basically was a guy who could get up on stage so Trump didn't have to, and Trump didn't have to show how degraded his mind is, which we're all seeing now. And and uh, Ramaswamy could get up and defend all of Trump's positions, everything Trump believes, all this populist garbage, right-wing nuttery, isolationism, the whole rest of it, and and really, and even Trump the person. As he did, defended him and then shockingly endorsed him the second he got out. I mean, I've, I've, I've been suspicious a long time. Peter Thiel backed Trump, the, the billionaire we're talking about, lunatic, seems like a James Bond villain. He backed J.D. Vance here in Ohio, which makes me sick to my stomach. He backed Blake Masters in Arizona, who lost, thankfully. But he's trying to amass power everywhere. He's trying to buy influence and amass power and do what these guys do. So, I mean, I don't believe – and he's got, of course, has numerous ties to Putin. I don't think for a second that Ramaswamy is anything close to – I mean, if you're going to do something, you'd, you'd run with like a Romney or somebody like that. Yeah. It would still be terrible, but at least you'd be not lying about who they are. Well, and I think it's just – there clearly seems to be this element to try to convince us that this is middle of the road. And it's not. And it's just no. it's and, it, and right. Frankly, the good news is I don't know a lot of Democrats who are thinking about going over to there. I think most of them are staying, you know, really going, going to stay put with Biden. I don't I don't think almost any Democrats would vote for it. Yeah. it its job is they're hemorrhaging Republicans. You saw that 43 percent uh, of Nikki Haley's voters in uh, Iowa, which is pretty insane, considering that the most hardcore evangelicals are the ones who turn out for those caucuses, because you're not just voting, you're hanging out there for hours, right? Mm-hmm. And giving this, and, and 43% of them said they would vote for Biden over Trump because of how horrible Trump is. Yep. So I think no labels is your way of, of making sure that all these sort of, you know, anybody who's a light Republican or independents don't go swarming to Biden and, and that- you don't get a massive win with Biden over Trump. Cliff Schechter, I'll link to him a little bit later on. Cliff, thank you very much. Fantastic today. Uh, Chicago, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Minneapolis, St. Paul, hour two up next.